this doesn't get smashed by one of the tappers. Okay, Roni Basimchi Bastian. If you recall, the the uh, the altar Rebbe asked why this is part of the haftarah of Hanukkah. It's also haftarah Balayitzcho. Why is it part of the haftarah of Hanukkah? And the reason was anybody remember the reason? It was a long time ago. Because the, in the time of Goddess we call Bastian. Ah, beautiful. Well done. Right, because in the time of Golis, we're called Bastian, and since Hanukkah is a holiday that happens basically in Golis, meaning the, the, the event itself happened while there was still a base of Mikdash, but it's all about Golis, Hanukkah, keeping the menorah lit through the times of Golis. So Bastian, as opposed to Tzion, Tzion is Amisol, the time of Gula, Bastian is the time in Golis. So based on that, the Rebbe asked the question as to the placement of this Haftarah and the inclusion of these lines in their Haftarah in Parshas Baleischa. Anybody remember that question? Because Matan is a time of freedom. Beautiful. Someone well, did review. You see this? This is called review. Right? See, it works. When you do review. Well done. Right? Well done. The Matan Torah is a time of freedom. We become B'nai Chorin. Freed from the shackles of all of the craziness of Elam Haza. And if that's the case, so why are we referred to as Bastzion after Matan Torah? Because Parshas Baloischas are always after Shvuas. Often can, right after Shvuas, like this year by us, it was right after Shvuas. I mean, Shvuas was Sunday. And, and, uh, and Baloischa was the next Shabbos. Okay, that's what we asked at the beginning. We had just did the beginning because we had spent most of that class doing a review on the questions relative to Basi Lagani Vihina. But Tera or Shaman, Tera or there, by the, by the, again, we said this was the second mimer of the, of the Alter Rebbe. But here he's going to, the question that we asked, but here the Rebbe is going to quote the first one. I always appreciate the cup of coffee in the morning, the day after a fast day. <laughs> so, you know, whether you need it, you don't need it, doesn't matter. It's just nice to have the cup of coffee after. Remember, we said there's two. Mekasher haposek. What we saw up top was from the second. Mekasher haposek. Roni v'simchi basziyan. The Alter Rebbe connects the posek of Roni v'simchi basziyan im maimer medrash with. And this really is a famous medrash. It's, it's a, for Lubavitchers. It's a famous medrash because it's found in a number of maimerich siddim. Also, this one, which is a maimer that most people learn. But it's a it's a well known medrash, beautiful medrash. Alapasik Tsena Reena Benaistian. Alright, now Tsena Reena is of course famous because there's a safer of uh, stories and different terrors that were generally that was generally written for women, called Tsena Reena, based on Tsena Reena based Benoistian. Tsena is go out, the Reena and see. Benoistian the daughters of Tzion, go out and see Melech Shlema, the crown that his mother crowned him with. Atara is a crown, Itra is a verb. She crowned Loyim Imei. Hashem. Moshele Melech. On this Pasuk, Chazal say, Loiza, a melech that, 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 that loves his, his wife, he loves his daughter, etc. So what does it say? Loizaz mi He didn't move from 
loving it, but it's also talking about his people. He didn't move from loving his people. Ad shekara biti, until he called his people biti, my daughter. Loizaz, he didn't move, mi chavava. Chaviv is a language of dearness, right? So they were endeared to him. Ad shekara achaisi, until he called them my sister. Loizaz mi chavava, he didn't move from his love for them. Ad shekara imi. Biti achaisi imi. Three different levels. Daughter, sister, mother. De Gimel and Yanim Eilu, these three things, Biti, Achaisi, Imi, Bavedis Adam. what are they in Ayurveda? Biti is the lowest level, Achaisi is a closer connection, Imi is the closest, Bavedis Adam Hem Kiyama Mitzvahs, that's Biti, Eisek that'll be Achaisi, Right? Performing mitzvahs, that'll be biti. Eisek involved in learning Torah, that's achoisi. Vavedi to Messiris Nefesh, and the Vavedi to Nefesh, that is an expression of being one with something, so that's imi. Right? The Rebbe didn't say that yet, but that's obvious. Those three levels are, correspond to biti achoisi. Now the Rebbe's going to explain. But kiyama mitzvahs, when a person performs mitzvahs, sa'adam ha'makayim is a mitzvah. The person who fulfills the mitzvah, hu bechinis makabel. He's a recipient. Bas. Biti, my daughter. He's a recipient, right? He's passive, meaning we have to do the mitzvah. But a person performs a mitzvah, so the holiness of that act comes from the fact that the Kaddish Baruch Hu commanded us to do it, not the act itself, as we'll see what the Rebbe's going to say later in the mind, which is really quite astounding. Right? The word makabal. The Abishta gave us what to do. He gave us something to do, and therefore what we do has value. He's in a, in a one who receives He receives that drawing down, that all of that Kedusha, that's drawn down through the performance of the mitzvah. The Mechabal. I'm just wondering if you have one of these. Do you have this mimer? And through the learning of Tarah, Yedei Eisekat Tarah, Nasim Yisrael Achim V'Reim LaKadosh Baruch Hu We become like a brother, like a friend of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, equals Achoisi, my sister. Piti is the level of Bittl, a Makabal. The boss. What is the boss? So she doesn't do a lot. She's not in charge. She doesn't have much to say. Right? That's mitzvahs. Torah. So Torah, we're so to speak, like Kodesh Baruch Hu's Chavrusa. Now real, so to, so to speak. Through the Aveda of Mesiris Nefesh, which she said is the third level, we're called the Imi. My mother, Shlomo Melech, refers to us, well, the, the Medrash refers to us, I'm sorry, as Imi. Sheheim mashpim kaviyochel b'kadosh baruch that they influence, give, so to speak, to a kadosh baruch That we give something to the Abishas, like an Ima gives to the child. The Bas is the Mikabela, she receives. Achoisi is on equal terms. Imi is a mashpia. Imi gives to the child. 
ויש לקש הזה מבואר בכמה מקיימס, and we can connect this with that which is explained in a number of places. See footnote 12, there's only one footnote there, but it's, it's brought in different places in Chassidus, but that's certainly the most famous, it's from, a, from the Rebbe Shab. Which we just saw on the previous page, the crown that his mother crowned him, right? Right? Go out and see Go out and see The crown that his mother crowned him. So what's this crown? That the crown that Am Yisrael has crowned Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's by virtue of the fact that they said first Nasa, we will do, and then only afterwards they said Nishma will understand. Right? Very famous event that happened about in Torah, and we'll talk about it in a second. The bitl, the state of self-nullification, expressed through first saying we'll do and then we'll understand. In other words, whatever you say, we're going to do. It doesn't matter we understand or we don't understand. That's irrelevant. Nasa, we're doing. Why? This comes from you. Nishma, we'll also nishma. We'll also understand it. Right? Why? Well, we'll talk about that in a second also. Well, we'll understand it. But the ikr is nasa before nishma as opposed to nishma before nasa. First I understand it, then I do it. No. Relative to Matan Torah, what do the Jews say? It's a pasuk in Mishpatim, right? What do the Jews say? Nasev and Ishma. First we'll do, and only later we'll understand. If we don't understand, it doesn't matter, so we'll still do. And that bitl is, the Rebbe says here, is who kabitl the Messias Nefesh is akin to the bitl of Messias Nefesh. Now the Medrash says, relative to Nasev and Ishma, that there were three crowns. Everybody knows about two crowns. What are the two crowns everybody knows about? Not everybody knows about. Nasa and Nishma. Oh, Nasa and Nishma, right? We got a crown for Nasa and a crown for Nishma. Right? What's the third crown? A crown that was put on the head of the Abishtu, so to speak. Right? Oh, that's the third crown. And that's why here it says, when, when did we crown the Kaddish Baruch Hu? When we said Nasa and Nishma. We put a crown, the Malachim put a crown. The Malachim put crowns on us, and they put a crown on the Kaddish Baruch. That's the third crown. Now, of course, the question, what, what question would he ask relative to the Medrash that says that we got two crowns? Why is that hard to understand? Why did we get a crown? What is a crown? A crown? Yeah, I know that. So that's what I'm asking. That's what we have to figure out. Why, why do we get a crown? What's a crown? Hmm? Is it a distinction? Like okay, why two, though? I mean, we get two crowns. So it must be something other than just distinction, or else we wouldn't need two. We'd get one. The Abish only got one. We got two. Where do you put a crown? Yeah, Above yourself, above your head, above your... Seichel. Seichel, beautiful, okay. Beautiful, what did we say? Nasev and Ishma, what did we say? That our relationship to Torah is... Beyond Seichel. Right? Okay, you're That's why we got a crown. Aye, but what crown doesn't make sense then? Second crown. Why, why doesn't the second one make sense? You only have one crown. Okay, true, we have one crown, but I mean, why, 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 the rubber? 
two was better, right? I remember when I, when I was in yeshiva, so we, we, there were always a couple of kids that came from American modern orthodox schools that learned in the yeshiva. And they used to have these tiny little yarmulkes. They were like this big, and they used to always be on the side of their head. There was something about them always being on the side of their head. So the Rosh always used to say, why don't you get one for your other ear? You know, have one for each ear. You know, just like, <laughs> so, so two crowns? What, what's wrong with the second crown? What we, what's the first crown for? Simple shot. What's the first crown for? What did we do? We said? Nasa. What does Nasa mean? We'll do, even though... Don't we don't understand. You fat? Oh, so that's a crown. What's the second crown for? Understand. Understanding. Does that make sense? What's a crown? You, you, Gabi told us what a crown's all about. What's a crown all about? It's above Seichel. Above Seichel. What's the second crown for? Seichel. Seichel. Doesn't make sense. That's not what a crown is. A crown is something with the mean to Seichel. I understand why I get a crown for Nasa. That makes perfect sense. Why should I get a crown for Nishma? Nishma is bringing it into Seichel. So that's not shy to a crown anymore. Oh, and yet we got a crown for Nasa and a crown for Nishma. Well, it's a good question, though. It's asked in Exodus. I didn't make it up. What do you, need a, what do you get a crown for Nishma for? Nishma is Seichel, so there shouldn't be a crown. So it's explained in a different way. You can't say, you know, I mean, all of the Rebbeim explain it somewhere, I'm sure. I, mean, I can't say that I've seen it in every single Rebbe because I'm not such a, uh, such a bucky that I know what everybody said. I wish I were, but uh, I'm not. So, 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 it, it, but everybody says it, guaranteed. It's in every, it's everywhere. That what? What, what do we use seichel for? We don't use seichel to come to an appreciation of the truth. We use seichel to bring down into conscious reality that which is beyond seichel. It's God's truth. So our seichel also is a seichel of nishma. If you put nishma first, so then you're saying that seichel is the arbiter of truth. How do I know what's true? Well, if my seichel understands it, then it's true. And if my seichel doesn't understand it, then it's not true. Because that's not a crown. Whereas if seichel is bottled to nasa, then what, 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 what do we use seichel for? What are we doing right now, as we're sitting right here? What are we using our seichel for? To understand something, not mitzad our own seichel, but to understand something that's beyond our seichel, that's been brought down into us, in, into a place where our seichel can understand it, and we're connecting to that place through seichel. So we're really connecting to a place in a seichel through seichel. Oh, that seichel gets a crown because seichel, Jewish seichel, is not that which figures out what's true. Jewish seichel is that which tries to understand that which is beyond seichel and has been come down and put into the form of seichel called Torah. Which is Lemaisa, Lemay Lemina Seichel. It's the Ebishtah's Ratzah and the Ebishtah's Chachman, certainly Lemay Lemina Seichel. And yet it's been put in a form that we can understand. And that's the second crown we got. That's why there's a crown for Nishma. Because our seichel's also bitten. Because we're using our seichel to understand what the Kaddish Baruch says, not to make up things. Let's use our seichel to figure out what's true. No. We'll use our seichel to learn that, I mean, yes, to figure out what's true, but not to make it up, but to just learn it's there. Just to open the book. So the Amish have got a crown. That's the third crown. 
And that, that the interesting, the Rebbe says, and this connection is a very important connection, he connects Nasev and Nishma to, bitl, to, to the Bittal of Mesiris Nefesh. So what's Mesiris Nefesh? Giving up your own Ratzel. That's Mesiris Nefesh. Okay. V'yesh Lamer. One of the reasons that we read this parsha, it's not this parsha, right? It's not Matos. It's Baloischa. The reason that we read parsha is Baloischa after Chagashvus, who is Kineiros, candles, the old Indian of a candle, Kayal Nishmas Israel. We know that, right? Everybody knows that. That the Nair, the notion of a Nair, is Shaykh to, 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 to the Neshama of Yid. That's why. Someone saying Kaddish lights five neris for the five levels of neshama. That's why there's always uh, five neris lit. Right. Someone on your side lights, uh, lights, uh, lights uh, five candles. Commercial cause of Ner Havaya, when they dump. Ner Havaya Nishmas Adam. Ner Havaya, the candle of Yudke Vavke, is Nishmas Adam. Is Nishmas Adam. Oh. Now that's it. What, it, 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 it. It's like everything else. If we don't stop to think about it, we don't get it. What does that actually mean? Ner Havaya Nishmasad. Literally, what does it mean? Candle of Hashem is the Neshama of a person. Okay. Fair. Now think about that for a second. You have a candle. What's that candle for? Does the candle serve you? Does the candle help you, or do you help the candle? Yeah? Help the candle? How do I help the candle? Light it. I'm a Seder, okay. And if I didn't light it? It's just there. It's just there? That's not true. If I didn't light it, it doesn't give me light. The Rebbe, the, the Rebbe did not light the candles. When the Rebbe Navin from the Ombud, he wasn't Makbi to light the five candles that were lit. Someone else always lit them. As a matter of fact, the Rebbe never lit them. The Rebbe never did things like that. Friedrich Rebbe was very mocked to light the candle. And Friedrich Rebbe was saying Kaddish in, in, in New York. Friedrich Rebbe said Kaddish for his mother. Um, so, so everybody, Kaddish, I mean, Friedrich Rebbe obviously said Kaddish for the Rebbe shop, but I don't know whether people were necessarily, you know, watching everything he did. He had just become Rebbe, right? But, but by his mother, so everybody was watching what the Friedrich Rebbe would do. And, uh, and, and, uh, and the Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe was very mocked to light the candles himself. As a matter of fact, even there were a number of times evidently where the candles were lit and he put them out and he relit them before he died from the Amit. Right, so that we had, some people have a kapada to do that. Some people, I mean, if you're on time, no, that's, yeah, that's what we do. If you're late, say, do we light the candles? I have to say, no, hopefully that doesn't happen. Right. So generally we light our own. But the Rebbe, the Rebbe was not mocked at all to light the candles when the Rebbe died from the Amit. The candles were always lit when the Rebbe walked in. If the candles weren't lit, the Rebbe would stand there and wait for someone to light the candles, then the Rebbe would start talking. In Memches, I was around Chafhei, obviously, but, but uh, Memches, when the Rebbe was saying for the Rebbe, and Chafhei, the Rebbe said for his mother. All right? So, so the, the Rebbe would not mock me to light candles, to light his own candle. But you don't have to light your own candle. But it's enough, who, the light, the candle gives me light. So what does Nera Vaya Nishmas Adam mean? It's really quite an astounding thing to say. It's like everything else. If you read it fast and you just read it very superficially, it's just well, you know, But if you think about it for a second, then go, wait a minute. This is saying something quite. Hanani, I'm certainly going to say something. 
He gets light from our neshama. Our neshama illuminates the Abraster, so to speak. I mean, the Rebbe's going to say it in a line, but that's what the Pusik means, simple pshat. How many times have we all said this Pusik? Everybody knows. It's out there. You think about it, it's an amazing. What's that mean? <laughs> Adarabba, the, the, the nair should be, the neshama should be our nair, right? It illuminates us. Nair adam nishmasai, right? The candle of a person is his neshama, which is usually how we relate to it, right? That the neshama is like, and Adarabba, we light candles for the five levels of our soul. Okay. Manyen. Depedish, another Rebbe says it. And this is this is in line with what we just said about ima, that ima, so to speak, imi is so to speak the level of us that's mashpia that affects is 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 somehow influencing, affecting positively a kodesh baruch. The pedish ner havaya, the the pedish of ner havaya husha and the shama miira, that the neshama illuminates mashpas affects kaviachol, so to speak. When you say things like this, you have to say so to speak, lavaya to a kodesh baruch. Like the Medrash says, that telling Aaron when you raise up the candles. She Israel So the Medrash says. What do those words mean? She Israel Mi'irim, what's Mi'irim? Illuminate. To the one who uh, illuminates the whole world. Who's that? The Abishta. That we illuminate for the Abishta. The Inyan Zesh Shaykh Lachaga Shvuas, and this is Dafka Shaykh to Shvuas. Still don't understand why it's Bastzion. We're not going to that. Now we really don't understand why it's Bastzion. We understand why Baloischa is Shaykh to Shvuas. But now Bastzion becomes even more difficult to understand. Why Dafka Bastzion? Why Dafka Amyasol Begolis? We'll come back to that. The Rebbe's going to say that in one second. The Inyan Zesh Shaykh Lachaga Shvuas. The Jewish people influencing a Kaddish Baruch Hu, elevating, so elevating. I mean, it's crazy to say these things, right? So to speak. Am Yisrael influencing a Kaddish Baruch Hu, putting a crown on a Kaddish Baruch Hu's head, illuminating a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So I'm at the Matan Torahs, we put a crown. Baloischah is we illuminate. Same idea. Us. Influencing a Kaddish Baruch Hu positively. Ima. Valpizet Sarek Lavin Ardeser. It says, based on this, we have to understand even more. Mashav Tedder the Shabbos Parshish Baloischo, that which the Avtar of Shabbos Parshish Baloischo, Saneres, Inyan Imi, Baloischo Saneres is Inyan Imi, the Ima, who's Mashpia, who affects and influences a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That Am Yisrael illuminates the one who illuminates the world. Who Rani Basimchi Basziyan? So why is it Rani Basimchi Basziyan? Basziyan is Am Yisrael in a state of gullus, which is uh, you would think a lower state, and yet it's talking about the highest level imaginable. Ve'inyanu, Rabbi explains. The level of godliness drawn down, right? Lam Sheikh means to draw down. If you go to a building, 
and there's a door on the building, so there's a 50-50 chance that it says either Meshoch or Dachof. If it says Dachof, that means push. If it says Meshoch, that means pull, draw, you know, pull towards yourself. Right? Lam Shich. Sham the drawing down of godliness, Shal Yidei Kiyom mitzvahs. That's through mitzvahs, biti. Why we said mitzvahs are biti, Talmud Torah is a chaisi, and Mesiris Nefesh is imi, right? So we have to remember that. Those three levels, right? Loizaz michavava adjikara la biti. Loizaz michavava adjikara la chaisi. Loizaz kara. Achoisi. Loizaz michavava adjikara imi. Right? He loved them such that they're his bas, they're his achois, they're his ima. Right? His, 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 his daughter, his sister, his mother. Okay, and the Rebbe said those three levels are mitzvahs, Talmud Torah, and Mesiris Nefesh. Mesiris Nefesh takes us to the place of ima that's so to speak, we're kaviyochel, mashpia in the Kaddish Baruch. We influence, we give the Ebishter. We're the ima, giving to the child. I mean, if Chazal didn't say it, you could never say such a thing. Sham shocha shaydekima mitzvah, which is biti. He ham shocha nailis yeser is a loftier, greater drawing down of elokus mi ham shocha shayyadei aveda than the ham shocha through the aveda of a chaisi veimi. Well, why? Ki aveda the mesiris nefesh, the aveda of mesiris nefesh, which is imi. And similarly, since it's a spiritual Aveda, it has relevance to the level of godliness that's drawn down as a result of it. Meaning, you're doing something of spiritual import, Therefore, either either you've reached the state of Mesir's Nefesh, which is really quite astounding in your own Aveda, or you're learning Torah, which is obviously a spiritual thing, right? You'll ask, why aren't mitzvahs? Well, I was going to explain that at the bottom of the page. You're doing something of spiritual import and of, of a spiritual nature. So then whatever level of elokus is drawn down as a result of that is commensurate to the spirituality that you've exhibited in your behavior. It's, con- it's connected to you. That since this drawing down of godliness that comes through the Aveda of Achaisi, which is Mesiris Nefesh, I'm, I'm sorry, learning Torah, and Imi, which is Mesiris Nefesh, he is, Kemei Iserusa de Leila, is like an arousal from above, Shemis Ereres, that is aroused, Vinim Shechas, and drawn down, Al Yedei Iserusa de Latata, through the arousal from below. Meaning, whatever I do, there's a commensurate response from above. Ham Shochahi, Rakmi Makam Shisarusa de Latata Magashashon. The drawing down is only hirak mimakam from the place she's sarusa the latata that my aveda from below magas l'sham has reached there. My spiritual aveda affected a certain spiritual response above. What response? Well, it's the commensurate to my aveda, whatever my aveda was. Meaning, if in terms of learning Torah, how well did I understand what I was learning? Torah is very obvious. Right? 
Torah is all about understanding. So if I don't understand, so then my, 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 that doesn't mean I'm not learning Torah. I'm trying to understand. But if I don't understand, so then obviously my Talmud Torah is of a lower quality than if someone does understand. I mean, I, obviously he's on a higher level because he's understanding at a much more sophisticated level. What Talmud Torah is all about. And learning Torah Shabal Peh, this is why it's so important to learn how to learn a page of Gemara. Learning Torah Shabal Peh, if you don't understand it, you're not Makayim the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Because what's, what's Talmud Torah all about? Learning Torah. Okay, so there's no there's no Kedusha. Obviously there's Kedusha because it's Torah Shabal Peh that the Abishu gave Meish Rabbeinu on Harsina. But Torah Shabal Peh is all about understanding the Torah. That's what it's about. It's the explanation of Torah Shabal so what if I don't understand it? So I missed the point. I mean, what we, that I, I'm not doing anything. Torah Shabbat since it's the, the written Torah, so it has Kedusha Mitzad itself, right? And, 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 and you, you notice that we seem to treat Torah scrolls a little differently than we treat Gemaras, right? The Gemaras don't, aren't put away in a locked box behind a, behind a, a nice felt cover. Why not? There's a difference between Tarsha B'chsav and Tarsha B'alpeh. Tarsha B'chsav is Elokus, Neto. Tarsha B'chsav, the written term. It's the Ebersh term. Tarsha B'alpeh? So of course Tarsha B'alpeh is Elokus. But Tarsha B'alpeh is Elokus within the context of understanding what Tarsha B'alpeh is telling me about Tarsha B'chsav. That's what Tarsha B'alpeh is. So if I don't understand Tarsha B'alpeh, I'm not in the midst of Talmud Torah. Which is very frustrating sometimes, because sometimes I read it and I don't understand it. I just don't get it, okay. Now there's things I do understand, okay. So that means I am a guy in the midst of Talmud Torah. Very, I, none of you ever in this, in this yeshiva ever look at the book and don't understand anything. No such thing. Why? Well, because even in, in, the, 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 in my class you've been given the words at least. So you understand what the words mean at least. To understand how that's a question and how that's an answer. So hopefully yes, maybe not, okay. You're still Makayim the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah because you're reading it and you understand basically what it's saying on the page. You just don't understand how that's a question. Okay. But the key with Talmud Torah is understanding what you're doing. So to just sit and read Gemara, not doing anything. <laughs> it's not, it's not, you're, not, you're not learning Torah. Read Psukim, you're Makayim the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah by reading Psukim, even if you don't understand what they say. Why? It's Torah. <laughs> that's what it is. What, that page in Gemara, what's it all about? Understanding an idea. That page in Torah, what's it all about? Well, okay, obviously there's, there's information there, but it's also just the Abish to talking. So there's a, there's a difference in learning Torah Shabbat learning Torah Shabbat Interestingly enough, that difference finds its expression in whether or not you understand learning Panimi Satara is learning Torah Shabbat or learning Torah Shabbat Do you have to understand Panimi Satara? Some people say Panimi Satara is Torah Shabbat So you just read Zayar. You don't have to understand it, just read it. Just read it. It's holy. It is holy. It's definitely holy. Or, no, you have to understand it. It's Tarsha Balpeh. So, learning Torah, obviously, the level of Elokus that a person touches, so to speak, that's the level of Elokus that they, they draw down into the world. So we would imagine that the learning Torah, the Rebbe, is a little, little more special than our learning Torah, right? Okay, so I guess the Rebbe is mamshich something that we can't be mamshich through such an Aveda. Now, you'll say, well, wait, 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 the mitzvah isn't like that, but we'll see, we'll see what the Rebbe says. And certainly, Messir's Nefesh, 
Mesir's Nefesh is completely and totally in a, an Aveda Ruchnis, a spiritual Aveda. What, what level is the person brought themselves to relative to their ability to be Mesir Nefesh? Okay. Amish. Completely shaykh to where I'm holding. Vam mitzvahs. Now the Rebbe says an amazing thing. And the drawing down of Elokus through performance of mitzvahs, she'asiyas ha-mitzvah, the, perform, the, the action of the mitzvah, he'asiyah gashmis, is a physical action, she'ena be'erach klal, that has no value whatsoever. What does that mean? The physical action has no value whatsoever. I thought that's the whole mitzvah. That's a pretty strong thing to say, right? The physical action has no value whatsoever, so what does the Rebbe mean? Can't mean it has no value whatsoever. The mitzvahs have no value. That, that doesn't make any sense. And as a matter of fact, right now, what are we in the midst of explaining? Why mitzvahs are not of any value or mitzvahs are of the greatest value? Greatest value. They're even beyond Talmud Torah and Mysterious Nefesh. So what in the world could the Rebbe possibly mean by saying that? What does that mean? If you were learning this mimer on your own, you'd stop dead and go, what? I hope. Or else you'd, if you just kept reading past it, so then you just like, missed the point. Right? We just said something. Uh, you know, it sounds outlandish. Obviously it isn't, because the Rebbe said it. So what does he mean? Hmm? What do you think? I'm sorry, but I know it's 8 in the morning. Think, but uh, this, is, uh, this is the way it is. Wrapping leather straps with black boxes in your arm, does that have any value? If it has value, what is the value of it? There's no physical value. There's not also a spiritual or understanding. Exactly. Put tefillin on at night. What are you doing? Nothing. Completely and totally irrelevant act. Take a lulav and an esrit right now. Shake it. That serious look that everybody has when they shake a lulav and esrit. Yeah, we look so serious, right? I mean, we are serious. And I mean, you know, we're serious. We're serious. Do that now. What are you doing? The complete and total waste of time. As a matter of fact, it's probably in a Vera because it's bitl tongue. Right? You're pushing, wasting your time. What are you doing? Shaking It's very holy. No, it isn't. It's completely irrelevant. Except six days a year. We don't take on Shabbos, right? Sometimes five days a year. No, six. Okay? It's irrelevant. That's an amazing thing. What is it that gives that act its kedusha? The imposition from above. It has nothing to do with what we're actually doing, mitzad, the physical action that we're doing. It happens to be that the Ebshter made that physical action an action of elokus. But mitzad itself, it's irrelevant. Learning Torah is irrelevant? If learning Torah weren't a mitzvah, it's irrelevant? Where do you see that learning Torah is not irrelevant even though it's not a mitzvah? Is there ever a situation where learning Torah isn't a mitzvah? Uh, like, not 
okay, you're not allowed to. <laughs> ah, you disgusting men. Women. Women. Women aren't hired to learn Torah, right? They don't have the same mitzvah to learn Torah that you do. Torah the Shema. There's no such mitzvah for women. What? To know what to do. With women have a mitzvah to learn Torah to know what to do. But that's not why you're learning Torah. Men don't learn Torah to know what to do. Men have a mitzvah to learn Torah. Has has nothing to do with knowing what to do. The same way you don't put on tefillin so that your talus will fit better. Has nothing to do with it. Why do you put on tefillin? Because God said so. Right? Why do you learn Torah? Because God said so. Men. Right? That's why we often learn things that are, for all intents and purposes, irrelevant to the rest of our lives, right? I mean, we're, we're, you know, in my Gemara Shir, so some of you, we're learning Abdullah and, and Kiddush, so that's certainly incredibly relevant, that we're learning all sorts of halachas that are mamish, right? Okay. In Rabbi Cohen's Shir, they're learning about Edim Zemimim. And they've been on the first page, the whole, the whole Zman. They haven't gotten off the first Amud. Eli will tell you everything you want to know about Edim Zemimim. And why, if you say someone's a Ben Grush and a Ben Chalutza, well, it's a Machlekes, Rashi, and... What the Meiri? Was it the the, the, the who, there's, there's Tesis? Who, Rashi says that he doesn't have to be. That he, that, Rashi says he is a Kain, I think, right? Yeah, Rashi. Yeah, he is a Kain. And who, who is, is it? The Meiri? Who is it that says that? Is the Ramban? Who, who does? Someone says it doesn't have to be a Kain. The Ritva. The Ritva. The Ritva says it doesn't have to be a Kain, right? Other one. But there's a Halois of a Ben Gush of a Halutza. Okay. Ow! I don't want to, you know, do show and tell for Ellie here. How relevant is this to the everyday activity that Ellie involves himself in? Completely irrelevant, unless he's a dying in a base right? And we don't do it anyway with Adam Zemami today. Okay, so why is he learning about Adam Zemami? Because God said learn about Adam Zemami in the same way God said learn to put on tefillin. There's no difference. There's a mitzvah to learn Torah. Okay. But there's also... A utilitarian aspect of Torah that Dan was talking about. And also it develops your mind. It's not just... That's like, why you learn Torah. Yeah, I, I'm just saying <laughs> if you... I'm just saying if there were no mitzvah... Oh, right, it develops your mind. But in all fairness, you could develop... I mean, yes, I've heard that. You know, it, it makes me nervous when I hear that. I remember once someone in yeshivas of Baljuba said it's like doing intellectual push-ups. Okay, <laughs> but, but you're right. It definitely develops your mind. There's no question. Right? But there's also just the utilitarian aspect of knowing what to do, which, and, and like, and, and knowing information, which is a value, right? Even if it doesn't develop my mind, I know things. I mean, by knowing things, obviously I've developed my mind, but I know things. So women learn things, even though women, now, relative to what they're chayiv to do, women are chayiv to learn halacha that's shayiv to what they have to do. They're chayiv to that, but it's not a mitzvah in Talmud Torah, it's a mitzvah in the mitzvah. You can't keep Shabbos, you can't be Makayim Shabbos if you didn't learn Hilka Shabbos. So women are have to know Hilka Shabbos. Women are have to know Hilka pots and pans. How can you possibly cook if you don't know Hilka pots and pans? For a child that's starting to learn Torah and he's doing it because he keep it up, and I guess not because he has a higher understanding of Torah, that that's what they were sure wants of him. Is that, like, what is that following your... Well, if he's under by mitzvah, it doesn't fall under anything. It's just the mitzvah of chinuch that the, fa- the parents have relative to the child. Right? So the child's not chayav in mitzvahs, b'chlo. Well, 
Right, once he becomes 13, hopefully he develops some appreciation of the fact that he's learning Torah mitzvah himself. He sits and learns because he has a mitzvah to sit and learn. You start learning, but that's a chiv of the parents and the child, not the child. The child isn't chiv mitzvahs yet. The parent has a chiv to teach the child. But the child doesn't have a chiv to learn because he's just three. <coughs> he's not a chiv to do anything. We're very, very makbid, chassidim b'chlal, are very, very makbid that children should do all mitzvahs properly. I mean, there are people who, you know, do all sorts of strange things with their children before they're five mitzvahs, relative to what they let them eat, and all sorts of things. In Baruch that's like fading out. The chassidim have won that one, that battle. Everybody now is pretty makbid that kids, you know, but, but, you know, the, the way children dress, Right? You expect your daughter all of a sudden, the day she turns 12, to all of a sudden change the way she dresses because now she's high of the pizza nua? No. That's why you start at three. <laughs> or else you're going to run into problems when she's 11. <laughs> at three, she just gets to this out. This is how a Jewish maidel dresses, okay? So then she, no, that's how Jews dress. But, but. <coughs> She's not hired to dress that way. Not hired to do anything. So mitzvahs, interestingly enough, the mitzad us, there's, so to speak, no kedusha whatsoever. Talmud Torah, there's kedusha like Dan said. It helps my intellect. I know things. There's value, I mean, if you, there's no value to picking up a book and reading a book. Of course there's value to picking up a book and reading a book. Right? Even, meaning, even in secular terms, there's value to picking up a book and reading a book. There's value in that, okay? There's no value in mowing your lawn if you mowed your lawn five minutes ago. Oh, he's mowing it again. What, what are you doing? Right? There's no utilitarian value in mowing your lawn if you just mowed your lawn. Right? Okay, so... so don't mow your lawn if you just did. Well, I just like mowing my lawn. Well, okay, get a life. Right? It's a dumb thing to do, right? Read a book. There's value in reading a book. Obviously, Mesiris Nefesh, right? In, in spiritual terms, mitzvah. There's no value in the action itself. All of the value of the action comes from above. He It's like an arousal from above mitzad itself, because what I'm doing is irrelevant. What I'm doing has no value mitzad itself. It only has value by virtue of the fact that the Abishra gave it value. Learning Torah has value. Even if the Abishra said you don't have to do it, it still has value. Learning something has value. Mowing your lawn has no value. Wrapping black straps on your arms has no value unless the Abish just said do that. Therefore, if you do it at night, it has no value. Shaking a lulav and esrog has no value unless the Abish just said shake a lulav and esrog. And if he did, it's beyond value. It's immeasurable. Hmm? I think this is, this is true for, for certain kinds of mitzvah that have no... Um, for instance, for, for like respecting your parents and honoring your parents, is that value itself? So. <coughs> that has value, 100%. There's certain mitzvahs that are mostly, even though you do them in Gashmias, right? But even that mitzvah, right? Honoring your parents, in Goyish terms, what does that mean? One day a year. What? 
Okay, Pesedo. Yeah, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Pesedo. No, but really, someone, who's really, someone who shows honor there, what does that mean? What does it mean in Jewish terms? What does it mean to honor your parents? Oh, silence. What? For us, it means to call them. That's Yira. You're not allowed to call them by their name. That's not covered. That's Yira. Oh, to call them, say hello. Okay, from here, yes. There's no question that that would, you know, be a nice thing to do. But tachlis, kivadavim, what do you do? You bring them a cup of tea. Whose tea? Their tea. You don't have to spend money on the tea. It's not your tea. It's their tea. Lalach. Kivadavim in Jewish terms is completely different than kivadavim in Goyesha terms. Kivadavim in Goyesha terms is, uh, you know, you're nice to them and you're friendly. Obviously, we do that too, right? Right, you're nice to them and you're friendly to them, and you, uh, you know, kivudavaim in, in in Jewish terms, yira uncovered both, right? Your father says that the, the moon is made of cheese. You're silent. Not allowed to argue. Not allowed to tell him no, it isn't. But wait a minute. What do you mean it's not? We know it's not. Right? We do know. We've been there. They want to go back again. They're talking about going back again. They're all excited. It's 50 years since they went the first time and they want to go back again. That's like the front page on all the, right? They, 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 they want to do it again. Oh, okay, good, go again. Guess what? It's not going to be cheese this time either. It's not cheese, right? Okay, your father says it's made of cheese. Don't say anything. Your father says you're allowed to turn on lights on Shabbos. What? No, you're not. So you can say, um, I believe it's written in Shulchan Aruch that you can't. Let's look it up. You don't say, no, you can't. I'm allowed to say that. This is your father. Kivar right. Avayim has, has, you know, is, it has very specific, uh, very specific halacha together. Your father says, I want you to go to this yeshiva. And you say, I want to go to this yeshiva. Who wins? Son. You, son. Right? You're allowed to not listen to your, to your parents if your parents say, I want you to go to Panovich, and you say, I want to go to Lubavitch. If your parents say, you want to go to Lubavitch, and you say, I want to go to Panovich, then you have to listen to your parents. But that's a, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a, there's a different reason for that. That has nothing to do with giving up. It's just saving your soul. Right? Okay? So, so, so some of the, th- even in Kibbutz Aim, what you're saying, Dan, is definitely true. There's no question. Because there's certain mitzvahs that are all panemius. The Avas Hashem. Avas Hashem has no value. Right? 100%. But even Kibbutz Aim, which is a very good example, but even Kibbutz has certain aspects of it that is just the mitzvah because that's what we said the mitzvah is. Bring, right? And, and it's really, it's, it, in that sense, it's an easier mitzvah to do. When you're visiting, when you're visiting at home, how do you do mitzvah? You just, you know, ask your mother if she wants a drink of water. Bring her a drink of water. Bring her a drink of tea. Bring her a drink of uh, Sprite. Can't give her non-kosher food. If there's non-kosher food in the house, you have a problem. You can't serve non-kosher food, which is just. Many people who walk around this place have that issue. I personally also have that issue. <laughs> okay, so I find kosher food to bring my mother. <laughs> There's non-kosher food floating around in there. Can't make her a cup of tea. Because, you know, whatever. 
Okay. So I don't make her a cup of tea. She likes tea. I'd love to make her a cup of tea. In my house, I make her a cup of tea. Can't make her a cup of tea in her house. What are you going to do? It's God's fault. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't do that. Okay. But, but so what can you do? So you, you know, you bring some fruit, you bring whatever. You buy something in the store. I mean, you, it, it really, it's interesting because you, you don't have, it can be their money, right? It, it, matter of fact, it, it's their money. You don't have to spend money on Kivur Avein. But that doesn't mean it's usher, right? So you go out, you buy a, a kosher cake and you bring it home. Oh, look, I, I bought some cake. You want some cake, mom? <laughs> okay. Mitzvah minutara. Relatively easy. What's the hard part? Not disagreeing. That's the hard part. Not allowed to disagree. Whoa! <laughs> Come on. Right? It's probably why we're not Chayavayin until 20, because what is, you know, what is it, what is it, from 14 to 19 and, and 11 months, basically every child is, you know, spends their whole time disagreeing with everything their parents say, right? Their parents say, uh, gee, it's hot out. No, I thought it was cold. Oh, um, gee, that it's uh, it's really dark tonight. No, it's light tonight. <laughs> Whatever they say, the kid says the opposite, just because he, you know, it's existential. Okay, so fine. It's not chayvon shin baruch Hashem. Okay. He kamei yisurusa the leila shemitzad atzma v'lochen hamshochim miatzma sereinsa. When you do a mitzvah, what level of the Abish are you connecting to? Atzmas. Why? Because the, everything about this action, all of its importance, is mitzad the Abishta. Mitzad you. And Dan said, there's definitely some mitzvahs, no question, there's some mitzvahs that have importance mitzad themselves. But most mitzvahs are said. It's, it's an irrelevant act if it weren't for the fact that the Abishta said, do it. Making Kiddush Friday night. Of course I can understand why I make Kiddush Friday night. I understand that. It makes sense to make some sort of statement regarding the holiness of Shabbos. I get it. But bottom line, the Kiddush of that is coming from the fact that the Abishu said to do it. And not because I think it's nice to like make Kiddush. No, the Abishu said make Kiddush. So I make Kiddush, Alayayin. Right, Machlokes Rishonim. Just almost everybody holds that Yayin is Medurabonim. Right, that the sugi we're learning today, Dafka Katsheu Ale Yayin, is that the Raisa Medurabonim? That for the for the Jews that don't keep all mitzvahs and they 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 pick and choose which mitzvahs to keep, does that mean they're doing it? What exactly that Jew's kavan is for doing that mitzvah? I don't know, but you know, every Jew I've ever met except one picks and chooses. One way or the other. Not necessarily a priori. I mean, what's the difference between, so to speak, the, the Orthodox Jew and, so to speak, the conservative Jew? A priori or bidiyevit? The Orthodox Jew does averas bidiyevit. <laughs> he doesn't say it's mutter, but he does them. The conservative Jew will just say it's mutter. It doesn't matter. Okay, but I... Right. <coughs> but the, the, the mitzvah is still a mitzvah. That's, why we, that's, that's exactly why we put tefillin on people. What difference does it make what he did five minutes ago? What's he doing right now? He's connecting to Atzma Sarein Sof. 
What's he going to do in five minutes from now? I don't know. He might go into the Trafe restaurant that I'm standing in front of in Manhattan. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. That I don't know. I have no control over that. What can I hopefully bring about right now? Can connect him to Atzma Sein Seif by putting tefillin on him right now. Mitzvahs. And it's very, very interesting. Your question is an interesting question because it's so interesting the difference in what's called kiruv, the way Hasidim do it and the way non-Hasidim do it. Hasidim, per se, aren't in the queue. It's similar to missionary... Uh, what, what we do? No, the idea of saying, like, oh, this non-religious Jew, this secular Jew, we're going to make him... Okay, I don't know, Mishnah, I don't know. Look, it's a beautiful thing to do, but right. what, what's the idea? The idea is to get people from. The guy on campus, who's the, the guy running the Chabad house on campus as opposed to the guy running Moor on campus. And Moor's doing great stuff. What Titans are They're doing amazing stuff. But what's their goal? Get people from. What's the goal of the Chabadahs? Get Jews to do mitzvahs. What if I get a Jew to do a mitzvah once a week? It's of infinite value. What would I like? I, of course I'd like them to get to do the mitzvahs all the time. But I'm not interested in getting anyone in from. I'm interested in Jews doing mitzvahs. How many mitzvahs? The more the merrier. And you know what? If a person does a lot of them, we call those people dati. But we don't but the world does, right? A person does a lot of mitzvahs, tries, not, tries to do mitzvahs and not do it, they're called religious. A person does mitzvahs now and then, they're called not religious. I mean, I, I, no, that isn't the way it works, that's the way the Rebbe looks at the world. There's a yid. Right now, what should this yid be doing? A mitzvah. What did he do five minutes ago? What difference does it make? Right now, what's he doing? If he's doing a mitzvah, then he's connected to the Ebishter. If he's not doing a mitzvah, he's not connected to the Ebishter. So you know what? Let's get him to do a mitzvah. Basi Lagani, Paragimel, right? What's the Ruach Shtus? That I'm still a from Jew if I'm doing something against the will of a Kaddish Baruch Why? Because sociologically, I'm defined as a from person because, that, you know, I live in the neighborhood and I send my kids to the schools and blah, 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 blah. blah. And what does Basi Lagani say? That's the Ruach Shtus that gets us all. <laughs> so the Rebbe says, that's the language, right? He's still in his Yiddishkeit. What does that mean, still be in Yiddishkeit? What does it mean to be in Yiddishkeit? Are you doing a mitzvah now, or aren't you? This whole idea of being from. Obviously, there's a sociological element to it and a cultural element that, that's real, right? And it's important to be part of the from culture, meaning that you see your culture as frumkite, as opposed to you do frumkite, but your culture is French, American, Brazilian, whatever it happens to be. No, it's not your culture. Nothing to do with that culture. Okay, and that's a real problem. Okay, that being said, what does it mean? What does it mean? Right now, what am I doing? <laughs> if I'm doing something that's, that's connecting me to the average, then I'm connected. If I'm doing something that's completely off the wall, then that, that's where I am. Hmm? <coughs> so the guy in the Chabad campus, the, 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 the Chabad house on, on campus, what are they trying to do? Right? They're not trying, they're not there to send people to Mayanot or to Marston. It's not why they exist. If there's someone who gets excited and wants to do that, Matov Manim, they should send them. Sometimes they don't think about that enough. Okay, say that. But that's not why they're there. 
They're not there to send people to yeshivas. They're there to get as many Jews to do as many mitzvahs as possible. Why? Because of what you just read. It's what a mitzvah is. It's not about being from. It's about doing mitzvahs. Whereas, the guy from Ma'or on campus, and he's a good guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking on him. Just it's a different mindset. What is he interested in? Getting kids from. Sending them to yeshiva. Now, he's under a lot of pressure in all fairness. He has a quota. He has to send, he has a quota of how many kids he has to send to yeshiva. And if he doesn't meet the quota, he's, you know, he's, he's in trouble. Okay, so he's sending kids to yeshiva. It's not what the Chabadus is there for. Chabadus is there to get Jews to do mitzvahs and have as many Jewish experiences as they possibly can in the four years they spend on campus. What about the ones who get into it and actually end up in yeshiva? Great. Amazing. Incredible. Obviously, that's what we want. But that's not why I'm there. Why? Because every mitzvah is this. So just get a Jew to do a mitzvah. That's why we'll put tefillin on a Jew on the street. What difference? He didn't get from. What difference does it make whether he got from or not? He did a mitzvah. It's not about getting people from. It's about getting Jews to do a mitzvah. And you know what? A person that does a lot of mitzvahs, we call them from. That's what we call them. Are they? I don't know. Who knows? It's up to God, isn't it? Let's finish the paragraph. V'zeu, and this is pshat, Roni v'simchi bas tzion. The Rebbe has to explain this more to us, but it's unbelievable. Roni v'simchi bas tzion. Ki hineni, this is the end of the Pesach, which we didn't see. This is the first time the Rebbe has quoted the end of the Pesach. Ki hineni ba, behold, I am coming, coming, v'shachanti b'seichech, and I'm dwelling amongst you. Dehineni ba, behold, I'm coming. Kelushnei and Yonim includes two things. Hineni, behold, muchan miatzmi. I am ready mitzad myself. Shaloyal yidei surusadulatat. Not based on the arousal from below. I myself am ready to come. Mitzvahs, batsiyan. And ba, I'm coming. Ani baatzmi. I myself, kaviyachol. Ordein se baruchu mamish. You want to connect to the Ebishta? Do a mitzvah. Guess what? The Rebbe's going to talk about it. You might not feel anything. What does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? As a matter of fact, once we understand what the panemius of a mitzvah is, it might be the more feeling I have within feeling, not, not kavod, but feeling that I'm trying to find in the mitzvah. What am I doing? I'm just imposing more me in the mitzvah. Less Abishter and more me. Get out of there. That doesn't mean we shouldn't feel connected. Of course, we should feel connected. But the question is, what are we feeling? Feeling the nice, warm, fuzzy, spiritual feeling that just makes me feel good? Or, elokus. Feeling elokus is not so simple. Okay, we'll go right there. On, what, 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 I don't even know what day of the week it is. It's month, tomorrow. Ananya, how do we do with this? Uh, these, these. Oh, yay! Yay! Beautiful. Let me look at it quickly. And here, I'll give you the answers right now, and then I'll just look at it and I'll give it back. That's what I think. Thank you. I'll look at it and I'll give it back to you, okay? No, there's a those are the questions? Sorry. Sorry. Here. There's one question not answered. 
because it just wasn't that deep. Thanks. I'll look at it. I'll give it back to you today. Don't mark it. Just look at it.